Good morning. Uh, we're going to continue our, our series on social faith, uh, looking at social media and how we use it in our lives as Christians today. Today, we, we really want to talk about the way that we treat people online should be the same way we would treat people in person. See, when it comes to social media, there's a great deal of communication that's happening. And yet, there's a whole lot of communication that we're missing as well. When we, when we talk to each other via popular social apps, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you want to think about, um, we're missing certain key points of communication. Uh, we miss body language. We miss facial expressions, Tammy. <clears throat> we miss that, that, that grindy voice that people have for some reason. Uh, we, we miss things like that. We miss change in tone. We miss energy level. All that kind of stuff gets missed when we're using social media to communicate. And I know that like my daughter tries to communicate with social media really well using a lot of emojis. A lot of emojis. But even still, people can hide behind emojis and GIF files and memes. They can really hide their feelings and, and set up a, a situation of mistrust and, and misunderstanding. Due to this, we may be treating people poorly using social media and not be aware of it, not be aware of what we're saying. And, and I think that that even trails over into our normal everyday life when we interact with people because of the way we act on social media and because of the interactions that we have on social media. Sometimes we treat people poorly face-to-face and don't even realize it because we're just quoting a meme or we're just saying some statement that we thought was cute. Um, as Christians, treating others with compassion, patience, and love is important. And we should continually to strive to use that in our speak. It, it creates integrity within us. This means speaking truth and love, but it, but it also means that sometimes some of us have to refrain from saying certain things. It means that, that we have to control our speech, not just what we say, but what we don't say. We all have opinions. We all have ideas. It doesn't mean that we need to share them all the time. We all think we know what is right, especially for us, but that doesn't mean that there's not consequences that come along with us saying those things. So I want to talk to you guys today about Proverbs, the book of wisdom. The book of wisdom in Proverbs actually talks about this very specific thing. If you have your Bibles, open up to Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17, verse 28. Now I'm going to read from the ESV because I'm pretty sure that's the version God wrote. But I'm going to read from the ESV so we get the direct translation of what's going on here. <clears throat> Proverbs 17, verse 28. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes lips, he is deemed intelligent. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Now let's make it a little more modern day. I'll read, you guys just listen. I'll read from the message. The message says, even dunces who keep quiet are thought to be wise. As long as they keep their mouths shut, they're smart. That's exactly what's going on here in Proverbs. As long as you keep your mouth shut, you can be smart sometimes. 
Because sometimes when we open up our mouths, we say some really dumb things. But it's hard to keep quiet. Trust me. I've been trying to do it all week long, and it has not happened. It's hard to keep quiet. It's really hard to keep quiet when somebody is taunting us, when somebody is, is, is bickering with us and, and trying to engage us in an argument. Right? It's really hard for us to keep our opinions to ourselves when people are picking on us about things or when, when people want to know our, our opinion about some sort of political thing or when they attack God and our religion. We don't want to be quiet about those things. And so it gets hard. But sometimes in those situations, it's better to refrain from engaging certain topics with certain people at certain times. It can be easy to get wrapped up in voicing our opinions, especially online, because there's some anonymity that goes with it, right? We we get to hide. We get to hide behind a computer screen. We get to hide behind an identity. We, we don't necessarily have to look that person in the eye when we're talking to them. And so there's some courage that maybe comes along with that that we need to be careful with. We've seen this become more and more frequent in the rise of Internet trolls and bots and fake catfishing that goes on on the Internet. Uh, there can be certain... <clears throat> there can be a certain security that we feel knowing that whatever we say can be said without having to look that person in the eye and deal with their reaction, deal with their emotion to what we said. However, I don't know that that's healthy communication. And sometimes we think we can just walk away from the computer and leave it behind. But is that really healthy communication? What does it do to our habit of self When we choose, when we choose to use sound judgment and wisdom by remaining silent in certain instances, it can benefit us deeply. It can benefit others as well. Overall, believers in Christ should be very careful about what conversations we really engage in and what we say when we're in those conversations. Jesus has pushed many times Throughout his ministry, he was pushed several times to react. To just, they tried to prompt a response from him. One of my favorite stories is where he's, st- he's standing there, and they're like, oh, look, look, Jesus, we brought you this woman who was caught in adultery. We're going to stone her. What do you say? What's Jesus' response? He doesn't say anything. He kneels down and begins to draw on the sand, almost disregarding the comment takes time. He thinks about what he's going to say because he doesn't want to get caught. I think that's important for us as an example that that we be careful when people are trying to engage us in conversation because sometimes they're trying to trap us into something. They're trying to get us to act less like a Christian so they can call us on it. Communication through social media can sometimes leave us blind to the impact of our words too. We say what we want with no immediate response and we walk away from our computers without ever thinking about it again. The content on social media is rapidly changing and shifting and moving throughout every hour of every day, which means we no longer see it. It gets buried, but it's still there. And those words can still hurt. 
We've seen an increase of new apps like Snapchat where you can post anything you want and it just disappears in 24 hours. But if somebody reads those words, they're still there. They still hurt. There's a distance between us and the people on the other side of the screen that keeps us feeling, keeps us from feeling any kind of empathy or sympathy for what they're dealing with or for what we're dealing with. However, we might feel different if we asked ourselves this question. What would I say, or would I say these things if a stranger was sitting here next to me? Would I say these things if a stranger was sitting here next to me? We cannot let the false realities of online communication deter us from making an effort to treat others the way we should, to treat others as if they were actual human beings. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 3, uh, we'll start there. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 3 says, And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from from over you? And he said, yes, I know it. Keep quiet. We skip ahead to verse 15. It says, now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him opposite them. They said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. They bow as a sign of respect for his wisdom when he says, keep quiet. It means something. It showed his wisdom that they would remain quiet. Franz Delich, and I'm going to say that last name wrong, he wrote a biblical commentary on the Proverbs of Solomon. And he begins his, his commentary with this quote about this particular section of scripture. He writes, Control of speech is a prime mark of wisdom and understanding. Those who have mastered this art possess a calm spirit. No steam or smoke obscures their speech. That way, what they mean or they say what they mean, and they mean what they say. The proverb advances the thought of the previous one. Not only is it wise to to restrain one's speech, but other people will consider him wise who does so. Elijah's lack of verbal response when the sons of the prophets told him that God would remove Elijah from his presence that day gained Elisha a reputation wisdom. Sometimes the best response that we can actually come up with in a situation, the best words that we can think of to say is just to remain quiet. Not just in the face of conversations, but also on social media. Treating others kindly through all means of technology is important. Treating others with respect as if they are true human beings and not just somebody on the other side of a screen is important. Have you ever heard of anybody being dumped or have you ever been dumped by a text message? 
probably for the younger kids. Has that happened? Have you ever, Aaron, I know you've never been dumped. Have you ever dumped anybody using a text message? How about for the rest of us? Have you ever lost a job through an email? Right? Have you ever had somebody quit through Twitter? We all saw that this week. If you, if you caught CU Boulder's coach, football coach, right? Some of you caught on to that. He took a job in Michigan State. He tweeted, I quit. Everybody started calling the athletic director. Is this true? He's like, I just heard about it. How unprofessional. When things happen like that, it hurts. Those types of conversations hurt anyways. But when we use technology to try to hide, it hurts more. Maybe this has happened to you. Maybe it hasn't. But you kind of get the understanding that it doesn't feel good. Ending a relationship through social media forms can show a lack of courage. A lack of courage. A lack of love. A lack of show for our own character. As believers, we should treat people with respect and dignity. We should talk to them face to face. We should hold our tongues, listen to what they have to say, and plan our response quietly. And think about what we have to say in response to them. Because the words that we say last forever. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And we thank you for social media, even though sometimes we wonder why. But we get it. You want us to reach this world that's lost around us, and you give us a lot of different tools to do it. Lord, help put it on our hearts that we will learn how to use these tools successfully for your benefit and for your glory, that the communication that we share with each other that we share with the world around us will be one that benefits you. Let our speech bring glory to you, not bring people down, not argue with people, but lift you up and lift them up as well. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're able, let's stand for our final song this morning.